0: Trigger Warning! The following episode contains references to Slavery Human Suffering Death Factual Inaccuracies Several Entitled People Making Light of All These Things If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. Step right up, troops, and try this Thanksgiving in a cup. I'm Sean.
1: That's right. We have you soundly defeated. Now you must buy our opium.
2: I'm in. Don't talk to me until I've had my first opium war, I right? I'm Adam.
3: And none of you have considered the possibility that a dashing, handsome, and might I add, brilliant young poisoner might be responsible? I'm Kelly. And this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This week, by popular vote, we will be talking about coffee and tea.
0: Mm, Two things I don't drink. Coffee, tea, or me?
3: This episode was brought to you by our patron, Don. Don, I hope you like coffee and tea.
2: (laughs) Together in one drink.
3: If you want to support this podcast and get some great perks, such as voting on podcasts, look us up on Patreon. I
2: call it toffee. Oh.
0: I call it key. With a C. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So, getting into our etymology here, coffee comes from the Arabic kwawa <laughs> To
0: so the first time they drank it, they said "qawwah."
3: That's a Q-A-H-W-A-H. Qawwah, which uh, has been connected with a word meaning wine,
2: hmm. but wine.
3: might also refer to the Kafa region of Ethiopia, which is a uh, where coffee comes from, huh.
0: you have the Kaffa bonds.
3: <laughs> uh, so many possible origins for that word.
1: Well, I like to say I like quawa better than coffee.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tea. Uh, comes from the 1650s. Earlier spelling was uh, "te," rhymes with "obey."
2: Hmm. Okay.
3: And it came to English via the Dutch, and can be traced back to the uh, Mandarin "cha." Huh. Which that could be pronounced wrong. C H apostrophe A well, chai. Isn't that uh, how
2: they say tea in Japanese? Is like cha.
0: That's uh, ocha. I think. It, oh, yeah. In in India, it's chai.
3: It's chai in India. Huh. This is and that's C H A I. Yeah. Now, this is Mandarin. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. So that's tea.
2: Quah-wah-cha. T T. Don't chai spilt milk on coffee.
3: There is a fear of coffee. Really? But not one of tea. It's uh, cafe phobia. Oh, I totally (laughs) got
2: it. Nailed it.
3: Cafe phobia, which uh, apparently is most common in children and uh, can happen due to experiencing the bitterness of coffee or (laughs) being burned by coffee.
0: Ooh. Okay. Old ladies at McDonald's. (laughs)
3: Legitimately afraid of coffee. Yeah. More interesting to me, I came across something called caffeine-induced anxiety disorder, Hmm. which is a real thing. It's a uh, subset of a substance-induced anxiety disorders. There's a bunch of them, and caffeine is one of them. Hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, it can kick in within 40 minutes of a cup of coffee or tea or other caffeinated drink and last up to six hours. Six years. Jeez, and this isn't the jitters. This is you know true anxiety. It's panic attacks and spiraling, <laughs> and no
0: fun. I think I'd stop drinking coffee at that point,
1: <laughs> but I needed that, to wake up. Ah,
3: <laughs> that was one of the advised treatments. <laughs> so we're going to do just a little bit of uh, science so that we know what we're talking about from for this episode.
0: Hot water plus dirt equals drink.
3: <laughs> dirt. Well, that's what we're establishing. Is what is in these cups. So first, coffee beans are not beans.
2: They're yeah. fruit yeah. Or berry. Yeah, they're berries, I think.
3: They are the seeds of the coffee cherry. Uh-huh. Cherries. Sorry. Cherry berry. Uh coffee trees originated in Ethiopia, but are now grown in about eighty countries. South America, Central America, the Caribbean, Africa, and Asia.
2: The
1: coffee belt. Is- <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't drink that cherry berry. It's a bad brew. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's going to be the Great British Bake Off, but it's all baristas. Yep.
3: Coffee cultivation dates back to the 800s.
2: Wow. Oh, that's low.
3: Originally, ground beans were mixed into a paste with ghee or animal fat, mm. then rolled into balls. Ground beans mm. are just
2: rocks. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the balls bean- <laughs> were chewed as a stimulant and were good for like long hikes. You were yeah. like your trail mix.
1: Oh, God, I cannot imagine like pulling a... a- ball of animal fat and coffee grounds out of my pocket and be like
0: "Mm,
2: gives you that pickup that you need
0: It's squishy and crunchy
2: (laughs) oh Oh, it's savory and bitter
3: it was another century or so before humans tried drinking the stuff and Mm. uh, they also used the cherries to make wine
2: yeah only imagine the the need to go to the bathroom feeling after downing one of those (laughs) a a coffee wine (laughs) no the animal fat oh the, well, the the coffee sugar daddy. <laughs> That's what they call me, yes.
3: <laughs> Moving on to tea. Tea leaves are totally leaves.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, specifically and unsurprisingly, the leaves of the tea plant.
2: Whoa. Okay. Boom <laughs> oh, my mind.
3: Tea now grows all over the world including in two states in the U.S., of which Washington is one of them.
2: Mm. Get some of that old Washington tea. What-
0: and I feel like we're knocking it
2: out of the park with this quiz, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, determines where it can grow? Like, what is it like?
3: It likes lots of rain, so you need tropical or subtropical environments and highly acidic soil. Mm-hmm. And mm. better tea is apparently grown at higher altitudes.
0: High, wet, acid mountains. Yes, <laughs> terrible. That is what
3: tea likes. We have evidence of tea being eaten like salad as far oh. back as 6,000 6, years ago. Crunchy, and tea as a drink dates back at least fifteen hundred years.
1: Yeah. tea is already kind of kind of bitter. Just fry up fry up those leaves,
2: and then you got caffeine chips.
0: <laughs> Delicious. So you think somebody was like eating a tea salad, then like dropped it in their drink, they're like, "Oh crap!" Like, wait a second.
2: I dropped this in my drink for five minutes.
3: (laughs) A lot of the myths about the origin of tea are pretty much that, except without the tea salad. It's like famous, uh, you know, medical, I don't know what you would call someone back then, not a doctor, but medical specialist A wizard An academic Was <laughs> eating under a tree When a leaf Blew into his drink And he noticed How it colored the water And he drank it And
2: <laughs> He just said Eh, fuck it I'll drink it anyways <laughs> I spent all this time Boiling this cup of water To sit under this tree yeah, I Boiled this water So I wouldn't die From all the deadly things in it I'm not gonna stop Now that there's a leaf in it
0: Plus I chucked this water All the way up To this stupid tree <laughs>
1: <laughs> The, the soles of my shoes But burnt off because the
2: soil is so acidic what the hell (laughs) let's just sprinkle some dirt in it too drink it all down
3: so uh, for the purpose of this episode that is the tea we will be talking about tea made from tea plants not uh, ruibos, not herbal tisanes just actual real live tea what about kombucha? kombucha is made out of real tea Uh, Yeah,
1: it's caffeinated vinegar (laughs) (laughs) and it cures all of your ales
2: apparently
3: and it tastes good
2: and I like the taste.
3: So, moving on to our acid pop quiz. Coffee. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this one's uh, a little bit extensive. It's I'd say this episode's mostly quiz. Coffee plants live only 20 years.
2: Hmm. So, I'm going to say true. Why not? It seems interesting. I'll say true.
3: Uh, this rings a
0: bell from back when I used to be a barista. <laughs> so, I'm going to say true.
3: So, they can live over 100 years? Whoa. Mm-hmm. Liar. But... Bert. They are most productive between the year, years 7 and 20.
0: Ah.
1: Just like So me. those
3: are their prime <laughs> years. Okay, true or false? The average coffee tree produces two pounds of coffee a year.
1: Oh, that sounds like one of those facts where it's, we're going to learn that I'm gonna say it takes like 50,000 gallons of water <laughs> to grow two pounds of coffee. So true, I'm not. I'm going to say it's one pound.
0: Is it two pounds of cherries or two pounds of coffee? Two pounds of
3: coffee. False. This is true. Well, I think it was like, I, I can't remember the number. I, I'm pulling it out of my memory, but I feel like it was like 10 pounds of coffee cherries hmm. and then two pounds of coffee. I have it somewhere, but not in my notes. <laughs> All right. True or false. The most expensive tea is made from bug poop.
0: But that wouldn't be tea then.
3: The bugs eat the tea. Sounds now what true. What do you eat? You you steep the poop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you stoop the peep. I'll say true. Peep, people have civet coffee. That's true.
0: Ah, uh, oh, There'd be uh, nothing left. It's just leaves. I'm going to say false. It's not poops. I, it's too weird not to be true.
3: So this is false. Yeah. However, oh. this is a real tea. Oh, They're, it's just
0: cheap because it's poop and water. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there are a couple different insects that are used for it, but the most cutely named is a moth uh, called the Tea Tabby. <laughs> um, meow. The most expensive tea is simply a rare variety of tea mm, uh, yeah. called Da Hong Pao. <laughs> a yeah, pot can cost $10,000. No. Like a pot? like A pot of tea. Like three cups? I, I can yeah. get a normal Jesus. pot
1: which
2: is also leaves for less than $10,000. <laughs> so what makes it so rare or valuable? Well,
3: Cutting, basically tea, Da Hung tea <laughs> has to come from specific bushes, specific wild tea bushes that have been around for 350 years. Free range tea. There are cuttings and like seedlings from these bushes that I think also get the same name, but that tea isn't as prized as the tea from these bushes, hmm. but these bushes haven't produced... Since 2005. Mm.
0: Slackers.
3: (laughs) Which means that if you own some of the tea from these bushes, it only gets more expensive every year. Uh, (laughs) Gold
1: tips imperial. (laughs) How long is tea good for?
3: No idea. I assume you keep it in some sort of special tea (laughs) cask. In space. It's
2: preserved. It's just dried leaves. We're going to have to organize a tea heist so I can taste this.
3: It's not just dried leaves. I'm not going to get into this because I didn't write it down, but <laughs> the process for making tea is quite involved and it's different for each type of tea. White mm. tea and green tea are made differently for black tea, etc.
1: I do love a black tea. So
3: do I. It's it's so good. Easiest. So in an effort to stop coffee drinking, the king of Sweden banned coffee cups. True or
2: false? <laughs> Surely nobody can drink it now. <laughs> oh, pour it in my hands, quick, 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 <laughs> I'll say true. Throw it up in the
0: air first. Uh, I'll say true.
2: False. I don't know why we're banning coffee
1: drinking, but...
3: This is true. They were coffee paraphernalia.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, no, coffee, coffee bong. <laughs> Sweden was trying to protect the popularity of beer, which was a local drink, unlike <laughs> yucky foreign coffee. <laughs> Ew. Um, yeah, quit drinking that harmless bean water and get sloshed. <laughs> Uh, actually, there was some sort of ordinance passed encouraging the drinking of beer at breakfast.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Makes for a productive
3: day. Yeah. Coffee has actually <laughs> been banned lots of places, lots of times, because it's often tied to radicalism and revolutionary thinking.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Like in our daughter's preschool.
3: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, coffee. It's a—it's uh, the rebel's drink. <laughs>
1: Be sure to put on your leather jacket. <laughs> Every time I drink a cup in the morning, I'm like, I'm feeling feisty.
2: I'm going to go fight a king.
3: <laughs> so, short answer. When harvesting tea, how much of the tea plant is removed?
2: 15%. Uh,
3: 30%. 5%. Um, I guess Adam's the closest, but I think you still went over. I don't know oh what percentage of a tea plant it is. Uh, it is the bud and the two youngest leaves. Huh.
2: The two youngest? <laughs>
3: two youngest. let <laughs> keeping you keep know? track of this. Well, they'd be the two closest to the bud.
2: Wow. Um, oh, it's not just the two on the whole plant, but the two on that little branch.
3: I assume it's per branch. It okay. didn't say. <laughs> it just said they removed the bud and the two youngest leaves. Weird. Tea plants are usually harvested twice a year, Jeez. and the first harvest is generally considered the better one <laughs> because the tea grows slower- Winter to spring, so it has more time to develop like a more complex flavor where the autumn harvest has the summer leaves and those grow faster so they're not as tasty.
2: Yeah, you don't want the tea leaves that did the rush job.
3: <laughs> so uh, this is getting into our bonus episode that our patrons will be hearing. But uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's goop recommends doing what with coffee?
1: Oh, oh that's dear. an enema. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's bound to be an enema. Mm. Eye wash. Oh, I was
2: gonna say eye drops. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> well, we uh, got,
0: Andy and I have it covered, top to bottom. What do you got left, Adam? <laughs>
2: I'm gonna say coffee ear candles. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep. Yep. Andy, you know your goop. <laughs> oh. You put it in your butt. That, I, you I don't think you're mask. gonna get
2: the rich flavor. <laughs> yeah, at that point, the flavor doesn't matter.
3: Specifically, she recommends the $135 Implantorama. At-home enema sim, system. she does. System. The
1: implant Sim-tum. implantorama? rama <laughs> implanto <I don't- laughs> I'm not putting anything in my butt that sounds like it might be a discount bowling alley. Yeah, I don't usually <laughs> put oramas
2: anywhere near me.
3: Coffee enemas are supposedly a great way to cleanse toxins.
2: Yeah. Ah, oh. uh, yes, nebulous toxins. <laughs> Been looking to get rid of those.
3: And they've only killed three people we know of.
1: <laughs> That's super good odds. <laughs> I imagine you're gonna get your- like the caffeine's gonna kick in really fast.
3: Inflammation and bacterial infections have also been reported. Yeah. Also burns. Because some <laughs> people used hot coffee. Oh, I just no. can't wait.
2: <laughs> I got a blow on it.
3: Get it right in there. No one wants a cold cup of coffee. I know,
1: but is I, a, but is I the love coffee cooled down yet? No. But I already got it the I already got the bag in my butt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just already upside
1: up. down with my pants off. <laughs>
2: I mean, I guess it's better than steeping tea in there. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, give me the cornhole aroma. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. What country drinks the most coffee per capita?
2: Capital. China. India. You said coffee, not tea? Coffee. The Dutch.
3: Adam is closest geographically. Yes.
0: About <laughs> so Now going over on longitude.
3: <laughs> it's Finland. Yeah. Yeah. Finland At 12 kilograms per person per year.
0: <laughs> wow. Gerard, do you bunch. drink
3: a lot of coffee? This is followed by Norway and then Iceland. Really? Mm. So uh, those it's cold European countries well, like their coffee.
0: <laughs> cold and dark for 18 hours a day. I guess you got to do something to stay awake.
3: <laughs> Does anyone want to guess where the US comes in?
2: 25th. Thirty-two,
1: ball eighth.
3: Who's always our winner for random out of the ball blue guesses? <laughs> Yay! It is twenty-fifth. Wow. <laughs> uh, we drink four point two kilograms per person per year.
0: Man, so that's not that bad, I guess. I mean, you go through more than that. <laughs> that's like that's like ten pounds. You go through about a pound a
2: month.
3: Yeah, ish. Yeah. So, but we're not even half Finland.
2: It's true. It's crazy oh. what are they doing with all that energy <laughs> death metal
3: <laughs> so who's number one for tea china
2: i would say
1: i'm gonna go with england you know mm, oh that's that's a good answer i was gonna say china but yeah you forced me to take the other the other people we make fun of for drinking tea <laughs> india. everyone's
3: leaning into their stereotypes adam do you have a stereotype for us
2: <laughs> is india a stereotype for tea i
3: don't know it's not a stereotype i have until uh, today <laughs> let's make one <laughs> It is Turkey, oh, followed by Ireland, oh, and then uh, England.
1: Oh, Ireland's not fair. They only have five people if they go hard (laughs) at it. Well, it's per capita. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Had to drink a lot of tea again, so we are on the list for something.
3: We have some terms today. I haven't had terms in a while, so I'm very excited. (laughs) What is silver skin?
0: Type of tea.
1: It's a thing on meat that you have to cut off. It's like connective tissue. I'm going to
2: say it's the outer shell of the coffee. Mm, it's uh, it's really good tea leaves. They have sort of a, a silvery shine to them.
0: A colossus, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is a thin layer that divides the two beans in a coffee cherry.
0: Oh, I think Andy got it.
3: Well, he said the outer layer. This is the inner layer. So well, I think he meant
1: outside the bean. <laughs>
3: we'll give it to you.
1: <laughs> I said connective tissue.
3: What is a pea berry?
2: <laughs> That's a gallstone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Correct. <laughs>
2: That's an underripe
1: coffee cherry. A uh, pea berry is uh, the when a, a bird eats coffee and then pees out the thing, and the coffee grows somewhere else.
3: <laughs> so this is a coffee cherry with only one bean. They usually mm. have two. Slacker. Huh. Well, actually, they're considered special Um, and are sorted out and sold as uh, more expensive. What? Why? (laughs) They're supposed to be sweeter. What? I
0: I mean, I could could see it. Because, like, I don't know. Like, when you go to the grocery store and you buy, like, a really big apple, it's got, like, all the flavor of a small apple but just spread out more. (laughs) So, it just tastes like a watered-down apple. So, maybe it's just, like, one really intense bean.
3: There you go. What is root tea? It's like
0: Tea from roots,
2: <laughs> yeah, say, yeah. When when you boil potatoes, that's what you have. Left oh over. damn you! <laughs> my joke. Uh, root tea is
1: the tea that you drink for your root chakra. It's tea for dong.
3: <laughs> so this is the original name a pharmacist gave root beer. Oh, oh. but the local miners weren't really exactly interested in tea. <laughs> So the guy decided to market it as beer instead.
2: (laughs) Sounds like one of them
1: fur and drinks. (laughs) You got any beer? Like, yes, this is the beer.
3: (laughs) Um, I want to note he didn't invent root beer. Uh, The natives had been making drinks out of sassafras for ages, but he did bottle it and sell it. What is tassiography?
2: Oh, that's a tea leaf reading, isn't it? That sounds right.
1: Uh, Tassi. Tassiography is when I use nipple tassels to point out states on a map. <laughs> <laughs> it's really quite impressive.
0: That's like a Waze app, but for taxis.
3: So Adam's got it. It's a uh, divination using the sediment in a drink. It can be done using <laughs> tea leaves oh, okay. or they do coffee readings. Backwash. <laughs> Whatever you have handy. All right. So we're going to move on to our stories. First, we're going to talk about tea and war. Oh. So, tea is associated with more than one war. Uh, <laughs> see, our Revolutionary War. It's true. But I want to focus on one where tea was more than a bit player. And that's the first Opium War. Hmm.
1: <laughs> the Opium Wars 2021.
3: <laughs> so... These days, we have the uh, stereotype of the British loving tea, but they didn't get tea until the late 1600s, Uh but then they uh, sort of took to it like a house of fire. (laughs) But there was sort of a problem. China had literally all the tea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Taken all the tea.
3: Well,
0: that's not fair. I have all the
1: guns. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, the British really, really wanted tea badly. And as we know, that justifies doing whatever is necessary to take it.
1: (laughs) Ah, yes,
0: imperialism. Here's one coupon for not dying in exchange for all the tea. In
2: China?
3: So initially, this meant companies like the British East India Company uh, trading with China in a limited manner that they were permitted. China was pretty closed off to Western influences at the time, and only licensed traders were allowed to trade. And then they were only allowed to trade through one specific port. One guy.
2: Mm. (laughs) i got a guy his name was joe
3: so this trade was very unidirectional the western country wanted tea they wanted silk they wanted porcelain china wanted money
1: yeah (laughs) what that doesn't sound fair
3: (laughs) england couldn't find anything they had that china would buy oh no (laughs) we got rocks
2: (laughs) do you want more colonialism would you accept a queen (laughs)
3: so all of england's silver was heading into china and not coming out again
2: it's like a piggy bank
3: (laughs) the british eventually found a product they could sell to china opium
2: i was gonna say violence (laughs) irish
3: (laughs) (laughs) potatoes um which was banned in china to be clear so the british started smuggling opium into china (laughs) By 1820, they were smuggling up in about 10, oh, no. Nope. 10 opiums.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> about 10,000 chests of opium a year. Wow. Uh, I'll get to that. No
2: oh. Chests?
3: A chest was about 140 pounds of opium. Does wow. it make this noise okay. when they open it? And this was double what they'd been bringing in 30 years ago. So demand was growing
1: fast. I wonder why. <laughs> um, we're out of tea, but I'm so energized. <laughs>
3: By 1839, when the Opium War started, they were up to 40,000 chests a year.
1: That's a lot. Where are we getting all this opium? How many (laughs) poppies does England have? Uh, I think we were growing it in India.
3: We, they. Also by the 1830s, the emperor, 20% of central officials, and 30% of local officials were opium users. Yeah. Then it started to infect the military. Infect? which was when China decided to crack down. Oh, no, I <laughs>
1: opium. What you really want is a bunch of generals just super strung out.
3: <laughs> so the emperor appointed this guy named Lin to deal with the opium problem. And Lin was known as sort of a straight shooter and known to not be addicted to opium,
2: which was a, uh, <laughs> Yet? a good start. A real party pooper.
3: <laughs> he went down to this one port, which was the only port they were allowed to use, and demanded that the British traders surrender their opium.
1: Give me all your opium. Uh,
3: Which they did. Okay. They surrendered three million pounds of opium. Wow. (laughs) That's a big boat. And then they lit it on fire. (laughs) Uh oh. In the whole town. (laughs) So they had to get rid of it, as you noted. So they dumped it into these three long trenches they dug filled (laughs) with salt, water, and lime.
2: Mm, That sounds delicious.
1: (laughs) An opium arena.
2: (laughs) Wrong kind of lime. (laughs) I'll take mine with with ice.
3: (laughs) It took them 23 days to dispose of it
1: all. I'm sure some people uh, helped out with that.
3: (laughs) Uh, The British were pissed. That was a lot of money in opium that had just been destroyed. (laughs) Just wasted all of our opium. And tensions continued to increase when a couple of British soldiers on shore leave vandalized a temple and nearly beat a man to death and then (laughs) pretty much ran back to the ships and refused to be turned over to the
2: Chinese. Military people on leave causing trouble? Who's heard of that before? (laughs) Nobody.
3: (laughs) Never. So shortly thereafter, there was a war because the British wanted their tea and the only way they could think to get it was to sell opium to a country that (laughs) didn't want to have opium. Uh, the war ended in 1842 with the British victorious.
2: Hey! We, again. we sell opium again. Swap
3: <laughs> that opium! Yes. <laughs> they were victorious in forcing China into an unequal trade
2: agreement oh, because
3: they wanted to sell them opium.
2: <laughs> so terrible.
3: They also took possession of Hong Kong in this treaty, and we're seeing the after effects of that even today.
2: Yeah. We've also got a lot of dirty stray cats. You'll buy those too. <laughs> <laughs> I brought some of the worst pies in London. Don't ask what's in them.
1: (laughs) Give me some tea.
3: 14 years later, there was a second opium war, but we're going to skip
1: that one. Opium war for Cybertron.
3: Also, after that, the British East India Company, deciding they still didn't like trading with China, decided to just steal tea. (laughs) Uh, They sent a guy to China in 1848 to spy on the tea making process and steal seeds and young plants to be planted in India.
2: That's super common practice back in the day, though. Yeah. Mm.
3: And, like, I have, you know, I'm not a big Monopoly fan, but it's not like the British East India country wanted to set tea free. They just (laughs) wanted their own Monopoly on tea.
2: We could be making that money.
3: (laughs) I
0: like silver and opium.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine, though, building, digging the foundations for, like, a house, and you find this jackpot of opium.
3: (laughs) So that's the, uh, that's the first opium war. Mm. Tea drinking, not as uh, innocuous as you thought. Yeah, no kidding. So now we're going to talk about coffee in our first civil war here in the U.S. Because uh, yes. some people say it won the Union the War.
1: Ah, Oh, I was going to say it was Southern coffee, but...
2: <laughs> is that a thing? I, probably.
3: Uh, you're going to find out. So a historian went digging into U.S. Civil War diaries and discovered the word coffee was more common than war, slavery, <laughs> mother, wow. Lincoln, or bullet. Wow. <laughs> it was all the soldiers wanted to talk about. Coffee, coffee,
0: coffee, <laughs> coffee, coffee, coffee.
3: In the North, they were talking about the coffee they were drinking, and in the South, they were talking about the coffee they weren't drinking. <laughs> Stupid
0: <laughs> northerner coffee.
2: Get Each- coffee.
0: I'd start a what you call it, kill who's-his-face to get a cup of coffee.
2: I'd shoot one of them what's-a-dingies.
1: <laughs> Metal balls, I don't know. I don't have my coffee. I have to write
2: home to that person who birthed me. <laughs> the person that buys me coffee.
3: Each Union soldier was allotted 36 pounds of coffee a year by the government.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Three pounds a month. Jump up and click your heels.
3: And they'd brew it with whatever the hell they could find puddle water, water from horse troughs. They really didn't care. Cowpea. So the Confederate soldiers had a problem in that the South was blockaded by the North, so they couldn't get coffee. <laughs> Their solution was to make makeshift coffee out of roasted rye, rice, sweet potatoes, or beets. <laughs>
1: <Pardon>? <laughs> this just
0: tastes like
3: stew.
1: <laughs> I put mashed potatoes on top of my sweet potato coffee and then Thanksgiving
2: happened. Sounds like root coffee.
3: It tasted nothing like coffee and it contained no caffeine. But it was brown.
0: But boy, did it make you want to kill some soldiers.
1: I'm so pissed. I fucking hate this coffee.
3: <laughs> At least one Union general, General Butler, believed coffee to be the key to success. <laughs> he ordered his soldiers to carry coffee in their canteens oh, God. and tried to plan attacks around when he thought that his men would be the most caffeinated.
2: <laughs> uh-huh.
3: He advised other generals, give them their coffee and the lines will hold.
2: That sounds like <laughs> such a bad idea, though. They're not carrying water anymore. They're just drinking coffee. Yeah. Jittery you got a soldier. soldiers like.
1: <laughs> 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 You've, back then anyway. yeah.
0: You've only got an hour until they've got a to pee, too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> So, making good on this union coffee obsession, at least one gun company began selling a gun with a hand-cranked grinder built into the <laughs> butt of the rifle.
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, just don't pull the wrong lever. Oh! <laughs> and this part makes foam.
3: <laughs> so, as is often the case with such stories, it grows a little grimmer when you take into consideration that the coffee they were drinking while fighting about slavery was picked by slaves in Brazil.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but, uh, eh, If we're going to get into uh, Slavery and Coffee, see our Slavery and Chocolate episode and realize things are much the same. (laughs) Lastly, we're going to talk about tea and poison. Oh, Specifically, the teacup poisoner.
2: Okay. (laughs) Sounds adorable. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a small dog. Yeah, it's just a (laughs) tiny poisoner.
3: (laughs) Honestly, people kind of thought he was adorable. (laughs) This is Graham Young, who you've heard of. Known as Young Graham. Born in 1947, Graham, like many children, developed hobbies to keep himself busy. (laughs) Poisoning. Unfortunately, his hobbies were reading about murder and Hitler. No. Oh, no.
1: Uh, Not murdering Hitler, but murder and Hitler. (laughs)
3: Murder Uh, and
2: Hitler,
1: a guide.
3: And he'd defend Hitler to anyone who took the time to listen. (laughs)
2: Hopefully not many. Graham was not popular.
3: (laughs) He was also interested in chemistry. And, Hitler. and uh, perhaps happy for a better outlet for Graham's energies than Hitler, his father bought him a chemistry set. By 13, he'd managed to obtain arsenic, thallium, and <laughs> antimony for study Yay. purposes. Ah. And boy, did he study.
2: <laughs> See how many times I can poop this out.
3: <laughs> Graham's first victim was a fellow student who started suffering vomiting, headaches, and cramps. Thanks to such an exciting cocktail of poisons, the doctors had no idea what to make of it.
0: Exciting. He died of hating Hitler too much.
3: (laughs) Uh, The boy actually lived, and uh, Graham found the whole experiment very disappointing. (laughs) Uh, How was he supposed to study when his subject was home sick with headaches and cramps and vomiting?
2: (laughs) Has to be less poisoned.
3: He quickly solved this problem by turning to his family for test subjects.
2: Good. Hey, Dad, I made
1: more tea.
3: (laughs) By the time he was 14, Graham was intermittently poisoning his family and himself (laughs) himself. to learn what happened. His father briefly suspected Graham of being careless with his chemistry set, but when Graham assured him he took the utmost care, his father took him at his word.
1: (laughs) Oh, he wasn't being careless. He knew exactly what he was
3: doing. Yes, he he
2: took very careful measurements. Son, I couldn't help but notice you keep spilling your arsenic in our tea. (laughs) (laughs) Oopsie.
3: At one point, his sister came down with Belladonna poisoning, and they found Belladonna in her cup, and Graham's father, again, was like, uh, so, son, chemistry, coincidence? spilling that everywhere? And he was like, nope, dad, got it under control. (laughs) Must have
0: been a bird or something, I don't know.
3: (laughs) So, Graham's first kill was his stepmother. Graham initially tried to kill her slowly by slipping (laughs) antimony into her
1: tea. And also with his song.
3: <laughs> That's softly. But when she began to develop a tolerance. <laughs> uh, She's she, grown too powerful. <laughs> I must strike stronger. her down.
1: A, a tolerance to iocane powder. <laughs> <laughs> he
3: moved to thallium, Ooh. which took care of her quite quickly. Hooray, fun! Graham was found by his father watching her convulsions in fascination.
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hey, Dad, uh, don't not drink the tea on the table. <laughs>
3: She was uh, brought to hospital where she died, and at Graham's suggestion, was quickly cremated.
1: <laughs> you never know, she might get back up. Burn her.
3: <laughs> Shortly thereafter, his father's occasional illnesses grew more serious, and he was hospitalized with antimony poisoning. Hmm. He's
2: drinking poison for two now. <laughs> where could it be coming from?
3: Even so, it wasn't Graham's father who pointed the finger at him. <laughs> Instead, it was his teacher who contacted the police when he found poisons and information about poisoners in Graham's desk.
2: What?
1: Do you just keep it in your desk, Graham?
3: <laughs> There's a slingshot in here
2: and arsenic. <laughs> You'll get these back at the end of the semester. And what's all these love letters to Hitler?
3: <laughs> he admitted to poisoning his father, sister, and schoolmate, and was sent to Broadmoor Maximum Security Hospital, Ooh. their youngest inmate at the time. Mm-hmm. Within weeks, a fellow inmate died of cyanide poisoning.
2: Uh Where did you
3: get it? (laughs) Well, Graham confessed to this killing, saying he'd managed to extract poison from laurel leaves.
2: Wow. Keep him away from everything.
3: (laughs) They figured he was making stuff up, and the death was ruled a suicide. Well, where did he get the cyanide? (laughs) Another time, an abrasive sodium compound, I don't know quite what that means, uh, was found in a tea urn but because it was found before it was served, no one was harmed and it was never traced to Graham. Mm. In 1970, he was pronounced cured and oh, ready for release.
0: Good. Mm.
3: He celebrated by telling a nurse he planned to kill someone for every year he'd spent in Broadmo. Oh, no. <laughs> this was noted in his file, but nothing was done about it.
1: <laughs> you keep talking like that, young man, and we'll have to write that on your permanent record. <laughs> this sounds
0: like... Little Gideon from Gravity Falls.
2: <laughs> he honestly sounds like a supervillain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just everyone thinks he's too cute to be doing what he says he's doing.
3: So, f- 23 years old and free, he moved to a hostel. And uh, shortly then thereafter, a fellow hostel resident was exhibiting cramps, nausea, and other sicknesses that seemed to originate from proximity to Graham.
2: <laughs> Kid is just pure poison now.
3: <laughs> he befriended soon was in such agony that he took his own life.
2: Wow!
3: Although no connection to Graham was established at the time.
2: <laughs> I mean, Always. obviously it was suicide.
0: <laughs>
3: Graham, you were with him all night. Did you see
1: anything? <laughs> the, the convulsions.
3: <laughs> Graham found work in a photographic supply firm so many where he chemicals. had access to lots of fun chemicals, <laughs> and he was such a sweet guy there. He was always making tea for his fellow employees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's another free tea day.
2: <laughs> Yay. Graham, you're the best.
3: <laughs> you know that buddy you can always count on to like f- make the new pot of coffee at your work? That oh, no. was Graham.
2: No, that sounds weird.
3: <laughs> Strangely, no, we... the workers began to get ill.
2: Oh, <laughs> I can't trust people that make coffee at work anymore.
3: <laughs> Especially Graham's boss who would mysteriously recover whenever he stayed home, but get sick again whenever he came to work.
0: (laughs) When he got within 10 feet of
3: Graham. (laughs) He eventually died, and his death was recorded as caused by pneumonia. Oops,
0: his lungs were too full of cyanide (laughs) to breathe.
3: Strangely, absenteeism at the company started increasing dramatically, with employees suffering from unusual and debilitating ailments, uh, including the usual cramps as well as hair loss and sexual dysfunction. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: can't come
0: to work. I haven't had sex in a month.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I understand. You stay home and get better. (laughs) I will. (laughs) Yes, sir.
3: So they knew something was going on and they were like, is it water contamination? (laughs) Uh, Yes. Radioactive fallout. Maybe. Leakage of the chemicals from the firm, but They could not find an answer. A second man died very slowly and agonizingly in the hospital. (laughs) Graham made a note that it took frustratingly long in his diary.
2: (laughs) So good that he takes notes. Uh,
3: The employees were super worried and starting to get like, we're not going to come into work anymore restless. So the doctor on site tried to reassure them by insisting that health and safety rules were being strictly adhered to.
2: And then the doctor died.
3: (laughs) No, Graham, who was in the audience, challenged him.
1: Oh
2: no. <laughs> oh yeah, drink this.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Why hasn't anyone considered thallium poisoning?
2: Why would we, Graham? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no one was talking about that, Graham, but thanks I for it. I think it was up. poisoned. <laughs> the doctor brought this to the attention of the management, who in turn alerted the police. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, he's super guilty.
3: <laughs> the police discovered not only his poisons, but also his notes on specific dosages and reactions. <laughs> As also a-
0: noted that 50% of the people that he'd ever come in contact with had died <laughs> for some reason.
3: <laughs> uh, he was found very guilty.
2: <laughs> super guilty.
3: As a note, he apparently disliked the name the teacup poisoner. Good Which was what he was called by the press. He wanted to be known as the World Poisoner.
2: Oh, the good. World Poisoner? My God, <laughs> hey guys, Graham, get
1: over yourself. Guys, don't <laughs> worry. In prison, he befriended another serial killer who also shared a fascination with Hitler.
3: <laughs> and thought he was super cute and charming. The more Killer. The movie Young Poisoner's Handbook is about Graham. Yeah. Huh. And that's the teacup poisoner. <laughs> Anyone at work really, really wants to make you tea, maybe make it yourself.
2: (laughs) These days, he'd be the big gulp killer.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going down to Starbucks. Anyone want anything?
2: Get a slushy for everyone like I do every Wednesday. I don't know. Are you going to that same 7-Eleven? Because I get
1: really sick every week. (laughs) Slushy Wednesdays, vomit Thursdays. Am I right?
2: Update, guys. All right.
3: (laughs) All right. So that's all the stories I have tell me your coffee and tea stories
2: I like coffee mm. and tea <laughs> coffee auntie
1: yes cop- my coffee auntie <laughs> uh, we, we have a, a subscription to a coffee service that sends us whole bean from different places in the country every bunch country this country oh the best the only one that matters <laughs> so well, that sounds
0: boring America doesn't have any good
1: yeah we coffee don't grow any coffee regions. here
0: <laughs> but we
1: roast it up yeah.
3: I also have a subscription because my coffee requirements are so ridiculously hippie that you you can only <laughs> get it by mail.
2: I remember drinking coffee once in Greece. I don't remember what kind it was or anything, but the like bottom third of the cup was all sediment. yeah, did you and read your fortune? Well, I don't know if you could read it in mountains of grit <laughs> <laughs> but uh and then the like it had like a sugar cube on a st- on a toothpick, except it wasn't like granulated sugar. It was like it turned into like a jelly in the coffee. Hmm. It was really weird. It was really good though. Yeah. The way you
1: described it doesn't sound very good.
2: <laughs> in in uh I think it was Turkey. <laughs> when you you'd go and buy uh bootleg DVDs from everyone that sold them, uh they'd always like I remember one time in particular, uh the guy like he like snapped his fingers at his uh, assistant or coworker or something and he came back a minute later with like a silver tray full of tea <laughs> while we looked through bootleg DVDs. <laughs>
0: and Adam said life goals.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, king in the castle.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't like coffee or tea. I don't yeah. like coffee because it's bitter and I really don't like bitter flavors. Sean and-
3: is our resident barista and coffee hater.
0: Yeah. Huh. And I I feel like I could like tea, but my problem with tea is that it never tastes like it smells. And the dissonance between the two, I just, I can't make heads or tails
2: of it. I, so my, I get that with coffee too. Like it always yeah. smells way better than it tastes. So yeah. I, I, I grew to
1: love coffee. My wife got me into it, but I, I also did like the barista thing at the theater and I don't remember a lick of it.
0: <laughs> well, I, I worked at Starbucks for years and like, when you work at Starbucks, you have to do weekly coffee tastings. So I had to yeah. drink the stuff all the damn time and it's just, <laughs> it's so foul and like the thing is like, you had to keep this little notebook and it was like, what do you think about these different coffees? And it's just, it, it makes no sense. None of it matters. Like you just, there's a glossary of words and you could just pick some and everyone would agree with you no matter what you said. it's like, well, this one's fruity. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, definitely. Hints of fruit. Uh-huh. It's like, I, it tastes like dirt. That's what it, it tastes
2: like. It's like taking a, an early level art class where you have to like show it to the class and everybody has to critique it. Yeah. Uh, to, I find it's like any
1: wine tasting you could ever go to where they're like, now swirl it around your mouth. It's like, yep, this tastes white. Yeah. Some the good The king berry of juice. Starbucks
3: once stole Sean's drink.
0: <laughs> well, I think it was the vice president of Starbucks.
3: <laughs> the vice king of Starbucks once stole <laughs> Sean's drink.
2: I do really like uh, cold brew coffee. I find yep. you don't get as much of the bitterness.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I can always taste coffee. Like anytime anyone's like, oh, try this one. You can barely taste the coffee. I drink them like, no, it's just coffee. <laughs> That's all I taste.
3: That it? No other sense. coffee or tea stores? I can't think of any Andy interesting.
1: Andy shaking on our audio podcast. I, 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 I still use the, the coffee and tea mugs that you gave us at your wedding.
2: Yeah, I still oh, have that. Um,
3: yeah, for our wedding, uh, because we live in Seattle, we put together these little gift things which was a mug with coffee or tea in it depending what you preferred and then a, a biscotti that Sean made and i swear the comment i get most often from people i who went to our wedding is i still use the cup we got at your wedding
0: yeah the thing is we we bought a, more than enough cups for everybody that came but there was no two cups that were the same so yeah. it's like
1: See, so the one well, i like tall. is it's like kind of tall and thin and it keeps like it's easy to refresh the coffee to keep it warm in a like a smaller cup yeah.
3: the funny thing on our part is that we learned our tastes were uh very consistent because we bought all the cups at like you know thrift stores and sometimes we'd come home with the same cup we'd already (laughs) bought because we just apparently really liked that design and we're like well shoot we can only have one of
2: each throw one at the wall in frustration
3: (laughs) (laughs) but that was a fun project i still like immediately gravitate toward the cup uh area of any goodwill because I just feel like I need to look at coffee cups. (laughs) All right. If we don't have any more stories, we'll move on to what are your morals worth? So I mentioned the guy who uh, stole tea from China. Mm -hmm. His name was Roger Robert Fortune.
0: Roger Robert Fortune. (laughs) Awesome (laughs) name, though.
3: He was a uh, Scottish botanist and uh, he was paid 500 pounds a year which is about 60,000 pounds in today's money Wow! by the British East India company to go to China, steal seeds and plants, recruit tea specialists and figure out how tea was prepared. Cool. Say they recruited you instead. Oh, how much would you charge to infiltrate China
1: and steal their tea? Sounds like a really cool job. Like you're some sort of super secret botanist culinary (laughs) espionage. I'll take the same salary. That sounds kind of fun. It does. What's going to
0: happen if I get caught?
3: Um, I have no idea. I mean, (laughs) he was like, he claimed to be Chinese while he was there, but he spoke almost no Chinese and he didn't look Chinese. Yeah.
0: Being six foot tall with red hair didn't help his case. He was like, like, I'm from out
3: beyond the wall, was basically what he told Uh. people. He had a little (laughs) fake ponytail and he had his hair shaved back.
1: That we're not going to do. That sounds racist.
3: (laughs) Sure you are.
0: Well... (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's just a, it's a matter of risk, because like, I don't mind traveling around and trying to grow plants. That sounds like a pretty chill job for the most part, but I don't want to get strung up by my thumbs if I get caught with tea, tea. leaves in my hat.
2: Yeah, yeah you're almost definitely going to get tortured or killed, or both. <sighs> How many years do I have to do this job?
3: Um, As long as it takes you to get everything you need. Uh. It Depends on your uh, efficiency.
2: But if I'm not efficient, it'll take longer.
3: <sighs> yes. So, like, if you can... Finish it in three months. That's uh, that's a great salary, but
2: guess so. But I need a steady job.
3: <laughs> You're gonna spend the rest of your life trying to steal tea from China. That's
2: I'm right. Not, I'm not going to be trying very hard. I'll just tell my my boss in England that I was. <laughs> I almost had it this time, sir. <laughs> Here's one seed. <laughs> Here's half a <laughs> seed. It was all I was able to get. And then I ate it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. I think I could probably do that. Like, I don't know what the exchange rate is, but I think 60,000 pounds is about 100,000-ish. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd do
2: that. 100,000 altogether? Like as a lump sum?
0: Well, it's a year's salary, so I assume Uh, I get get paid every two weeks,
2: minus benefits.
3: Yeah,
0: that sounds
2: (laughs) pretty nice. I don't
3: know what kind of benefits they had in
2: 1848. (laughs) We're not going to kill you now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We're sending in the bleeding doctor.
2: Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty good and, like you said, exciting. You get to just grow plants. Action botanists. You're like the Indiana I Jones know. of botany. <laughs> it, it is a really shitty thing to do to the country you're stealing from.
3: Also, you're working for the British East India Company, and they were, let me make no uh, equivocations about it,
2: they were evil. Yeah, they're the bad they had guys. money, <laughs> and I could have some. So, Sean's saying 100000 a year. Is that the, is that the benefits, opium? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get to skim a little off the top when you smuggle it into china <laughs> did you both say a hundred thousand a year yeah yeah i think i could undercut that a little bit I'll just go ninety thousand.
3: <laughs> and you've got specialist training i don't know again i'm against monopolies yeah but i'm also against the british east india company i don't <laughs> want to help them insured. with anything
0: but you'll be robbing from both so you're like a hero
3: how am i stealing from the british east india company you take their money yeah. They're paying me. That's not yeah. the same as robbery.
1: <laughs> well, if you
2: ask anybody
1: who's ever hired me, giving me more money is like stealing from them. So
2: yes, Yeah, it it's like stealing, but you're looking them in the eye while you do it. It's a huge power move. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: uh, it's stealing if I, like, bring them rice plants when I said I was going to get them tea plants.
0: <laughs> what was it? Yams, wheat, and <laughs>
2: sweet <laughs> potatoes? Uh, this tea is great. Ah... <laughs> <sighs>
3: I'm asking for double his fa- sa- salary, but uh, I'm only bringing the lowest quality tea plants.
2: <laughs> that's fair. You do you.
3: All right. I think that's it. Thank you all for joining us this week. Thank you to our stimulating editor, Gerard. hey
0: Sounds like he's got the coffee to
3: spare. <laughs> all right. If you want more of us, look us up on Instagram or Twitter at AcidPopPodcast. You can contact us through Reddit or email at AcidPopPodcast at gmail.com. Again, we've got that Patreon if you want to join our patrons-only Discord or vote on episodes or listen to our mini-episode on Healing Crystals. I think that's it. And remember, coffee goes in the mouth. Aww. bye!
2: Bye! Bye! bye.
3: All the cool kids are buying opium and not getting shot in the head.